BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. Two times in a row. I'm I'm on. This is a new hot streak right now. Actually, you're killing it. No, well, Taylor, you're actually, you are in 90% of my recordings. It was just for like a month straight. I would come in for 30 minute periods for intros and ads, and then you weren't there for those. Yeah, and a lot of the, when I miss one of the the interviews, when you have guests, it's disappointing too, because I do like to to sit down on it and kind of see the way that you interact with everybody. And then, because it always, it's one thing to be able to listen to a recording, but then to see it in person is always something that, that I think that's something lost in the audio medium. Yeah, that's very true. This is very true. I feel like things even okay, the thing with podcast is I think about when you watch videos and you can tell when things are awkward. And with podcasts, do you think okay, this is actually a question for everyone, the audience and Taylor. Do you think it's more obvious on video or an audio recording when something is awkward? I would say it's almost it's more awkward in audio because for instance in video, they would just edit it out because if there's any sort of like visual cue that it's the person's awkward or kind of responding in a weird way, it's easy to just say, Hey, we're not even going to use that whole section. But with the audio, like they may be acting, they may be like looking at you weird, like maybe like rolling their eyes or something, but say something and have it not be awkward. So I think that you could still actually salvage something with audio, but with video, if it was like an awkward, if they were being awkward or doing something awkward with their hands, you have to scrap the whole thing. Yeah, I just remembered. I say video because, okay, guys, I just remembered like two weeks ago. So Quinzel and I watched like eight, like Architectural Digest videos, or, like the Vogue 73 Questions videos all the time. Like we do that every day almost. We were watching Victoria Beckham's. I need everyone to go watch Victoria Beckham's 73 Questions with Vogue. It's literally in the first like 15 seconds. She goes up to like shake this guy's hand, but like one of them's going in for the handshake. The other one's going in for the hug and she, like, it's literally the most awkward thing. I cannot believe that Vogue put that up. It is so awkward. So anyways, that's my answer. Well, I've been, in, I think every single one of us have been in a situation where you see somebody and it's either like a good friend or someone you haven't seen for a while and you go in for you either go in for the hug and they like come in for like the handshake or you go in for like the pound oh, and yeah. they go to the handshake or like it's like the awkward high five hug thing. It's all it, it's happened to everybody and it's, it's so definitely awkward. strange. It's never really intentional. I think it looks more awkward or maybe it feels more awkward than it really is. No, but it's just awkward. Speaking of handshakes, so um I somehow like sprained my wrist supposedly. So last week 
my wrist started hurting and god forbid i missed one hot pilates class so of course i still went to pilates because i just was like oh well, i don't think it's that big of a deal whatever it's so odd because there wasn't like a time that i heard it it just started hurting so then i went to pilates and we do a lot of high planks which is important to know because apparently when you sprain your wrist it can just be through pressure it doesn't have to be like a specific time that you heard it or whatever i wake up the next morning again for pilates and my wrist hurts so bad i couldn't move it it was just really rough so and another thing like in order for me to say I'm like sick or something on my body hurts I have to be like I have to have like swine flu at that point like I don't want to say anything and then I wait that's why I always get so sick because I don't say anything and I don't take care of it when it starts so I'm learning my lesson then it took me another 36 hours to get to urgent care and I finally went to urgent care and they were like yeah we're not even gonna x-ray it it's definitely sprained but then they gave me like this stupid wrist thing that's just so embarrassing and I've been taking ibuprofen and I good news guys I can still do Pilates which a lot of you guys are questioning on my Instagram stories I'm just not doing certain things I'm just like replacing it with other moves i'm i can do pilates thank god um but yeah i just keep wearing jackets to cover this little wrist what is why am i blanking on it not a cast um a splint a splint yeah i don't know why i'm forgetting that word so it's really embarrassing basically and i'm not a fan and i have to wear this apparently for two weeks which it honestly feels better already so i just like don't even know if i believe them when they said it was sprained but like it was a really painful so who knows imagine in like an alternate universe somewhere you had set up like a camera inside of your bedroom going like okay i keep waking up with these injuries so you set up a camera and you like wake up in the middle of the night and you're like sleepwalking. You're like either like doing gymnastics or, you know, rearranging the bedroom or Dude, doing something. How do you, and you think like of these things? Fall <laughs> and you like sprain your arm and you're like, ow. And then you like go back, you like lay back to sleep. And again, you're sleepwalking. And then you wake up and you're like, ow, what happened to my arm? And you yeah. don't know. But that's the, 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 the like little bit of information that you completely forget. And that could, for all we know, that's probably happened. At this point, that's probably what happened. Taylor, have you taken the Enneagram test? No, you oh know gosh, what? You have to. I, I know that we we've spoken about this before, and I and I haven't. And I remember that you talked about. I think it came up in a couple episodes. Yeah, but I, I don't feel know like what I am. I'm gonna guess yours is either a four or a nine. Would you have to take it and then let us know in the next intro? I'm a three wing two, as we all know. Um, my stepsister, I asked her this last night because I always say my niece, if my daughter isn't just like my niece, I just I literally, I do, I'll be beside myself. I don't know what I will do. Like I'm fully banking on my daughter being just like my niece. So anyways, I think that my odds are pretty likely because my stepsister and I are very similar personality wise. And I took it a step further last night and I texted her asking her for her, her Enneagram, which I already have. So I don't know why I forgot this. And she's a two wing three. So I was like, this makes so much sense, especially growing up. I'm like, we are the exact same personality. And we're like the firstborn female or firstborn daughters on like both sides. So whatever. Um, but yeah, you need to take your Enneagram test. It's very important. Is it the only type of personality test I remember that I ever somewhat took is a long time ago when I was applying for a job. I was in, I would think it was a freshman in high school. I was like for like a bagger and I had to take this weird personality test. I remember one of the questions was if you're eating ice cream and someone comes up to you and smacks it out of your hand, you are A, angry, B, disappointed, like C, happy or like D, like neutral. It's just like very weird what questions did you like say? that. I don't remember. I mean, number one, if some random person came to me and knocked my ice cream out of my hand, you, I'm pissed. 
I would just be like, what? Like, I, I wouldn't even know what to do. You're right. I'd be confused too. Yeah, no, I'd be very odd. Uh, very odd. I'd be very confused. Okay, so everyone, today's episode is very exciting. It is with one of my great friends, Adrienne Finch. It's actually her birthday as I'm recording this today on Tuesday. So everyone wish her a belated birthday. We talk about a lot of things. I think Adrienne is one of the best people in the world. Like, she walks into any room and it lights up. She's so fun. She makes everything more fun and less serious in a really good way. Like, it's never tense. It's never like she just brings what everyone needs. You know what I'm saying? You're just always know you're going to feel better when you're around her anyways. And at this point, oh my gosh, I have, as we, I feel like if you guys have been listening to the podcast or watching my vlogs or something from the past semester, there has just been something up with me. I just don't know what's, what's going on. I feel like, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm fixing it though. It's getting better, but we talk a lot about just confidence and feeling like kind of weird and just like the journey of confidence and how as you grow up things that you thought you would never because I don't know things that you thought maybe you wouldn't deal with because you didn't when you're younger come up or whatever I don't know we talk about a lot of stuff um also just the idea of um doing something because you're passionate about it versus doing something because you know it's going to perform well or like be what you should think you should do or whatever um before we get into that episode though I have a great thought that I was thinking about because I don't know. I was thinking, I was talking to a friend today. We were just talking about confidence and like what makes uh, like us feel better or what makes us more confident. And I was like, my answer to this is really, really weird. But I think one of my biggest values in life, if not my biggest value in life is that I want every single person around me, like their world to become bigger when they're around me. I think about my least favorite people in the world. And it's always people who make everyone feel smaller because they feel small, whether they just are small thinkers or insecure or in a weird place or whatever. Like that's just not my kind of person. I cannot do it. I think the key to success in my world is being someone who makes everyone's world bigger because then in turn, I believe that your world also gets bigger and it's full of great things. And that's not always, I think people are so quick to go to like more money, more status, more whatever. And I think it just fills your soul with like good things. Like the world of the generous gets larger people. So I think just being a big thinker and the world becoming bigger is just kind of how that all goes into play. And I was talking earlier and I was like, it's just weird, but something that just makes me more confident that is literally not correlated in the slightest. But if I'm having an off day, if I'm feeling weird or whatever, I'm like overly nice to people, not in an annoying way. I'm just like a little bit more kind than I would normally be, which I'm already pretty nice. I'm from Texas. Like it's like ingrained in you. You're friendly to everyone, but I go out of my way, especially like Starbucks workers or whoever I'm like around that day that I don't know. I'm really big on knowing people's names. So I'm, if I'm around you every single day, if you're working at like a front desk somewhere or you like valet my car or whatever, I normally will know your name really big on that. And then I'm truly big on being like kinder. And I think just on the topic of this podcast, like it's pretty open and I'm kind of just like venting and whatever to Adrian, I'm like borderline emotional, but I think that those are just kind of things that make me feel more confident, more, I think more than anything, more myself. I don't know. But also I want to do a solo episode on confidence and like the journey with it, because I don't know. I feel like it's a good episode. I have a lot of really like unique things to say, because I've just been really thinking about what it means for me, um, especially because I feel like I've never struggled with anything the way that I have this past year. So I have some thoughts. I have already recorded one, but I think I want to re-record it because I think I have even better things to say now. 
Also, side note, if you guys have any podcast guests that you guys want to hear, not podcast guests, if you guys have any guests that you guys want me to have on the podcast, let me know. Um, I'm sending a lot of messages this week. So tell us in the secret Facebook group, comment on the Instagram. Um, please don't DM me. I would much rather see it on the Instagram and the comments in the Facebook because when I am doing outreach, that's what I'm looking at. Um, I mean, DM me if you really want, but it's just better that way. So anyways, I'm really excited for this episode. I really think it's going to make your day just because Adrian is the best. And I really loved recording with her. She also has a podcast, The Self-Made CEO. Um, you guys should check it out. I'm going to go on there soon. But I love you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And let's get started. Hey guys, so as you guys know, I am obsessed with skincare and this is kind of dumb, but I've never really thought about the fact that your scalp is skin too, which is really obvious, but when I think about taking care of my skin, I never think about taking care of my scalp. So I'm really excited to be working with Head & Shoulders to talk to you guys about the importance of regular scalp care and just how it creates a healthier foundation for your hair to grow. So when our scalps are just under stress from like life changes, lifestyle, pollution, working out, I'm not gonna lie hot pilates is not the best thing for my hair um it can seriously affect the health of our hair you guys know i talk about hot pilates i feel like every single episode on this podcast i talk about it in this episode as well and i'm in a 100 degree room for like an hour a day and i would not say that's been the best thing for my scalp or for my hair so i'm really excited to start taking care of my scalp with head and shoulders so this is why i love the head and shoulders smooth and silky collection it's formulated with skin inspired scalp benefits that are great for combating dryness and itchiness rejuvenating your roots and soothing and neutralizing the scalp plus they recently upgraded their conditioner formula and it's infused with moisturizers so you know that you'll be giving your scalp and skin the love that it deserves take your skin routine to the next level today by getting your own collection at headandshoulders.com again that is headandshoulders.com so be sure to check out head and shoulders and let's get back to the episode hey adrian <laughs> hello oh my gosh i'm so glad you're here i'm so glad i'm here this is awesome also I- why haven't we done this before? That's literally what I was going <laughs> to say just now. I'm like, I cannot believe we haven't recorded I already. That's I think it's because so I'm such a noob. I don't even think, like, every day I'm like, what am I doing? I don't even think. I don't even, I need to just have more people on. Whoa. We're doing it now. So yes. that's the exciting part. The exciting part is that this is going to end up being a podcast swap. Okay, in the yes. podcast world, we we're both talking about <laughs> being newbies in the podcast world. People call them, like, when it's, like, a video collab, a lot of people call it, like, a podcast swap. Yeah, I've heard that's that. That's, like, a thing. Yeah. That's the lingo. Yeah, that's the lingo. I've heard yeah. that, and I was like, whoa, I need to get educated on yeah. this. I'm, like, learning all these new things. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, right now, we're doing a pod swap. Yeah, that's what, this pod swap. This, that's what this will be. They're probably yeah. not going to be able to at the same time or anything, but I will have Adrian's in the show notes, and you guys should check it out. Anyways, do you want to do a little one-minute bio? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. For sure, for sure. My name's Adrian. Adrian Finch. Actually, I have two last names, but I dropped the first one because it's hard to Do you really? It. Yeah, it's actually Adrian Weeder Finch. Weeder dash Finch. I didn't know that. Yep. Two last names. No middle name like a freak, but my parents obviously love me a lot. So anyway, <laughs> Adrian Finch. So I have a YouTube channel and like that's my full-time job is YouTube. I do videos about all sorts of things. I'm kind of in the middle of like a channel revamp slash vlog yeah. channel revamp right now. So you know, I won't get a lot into that, but I do like tech and lifestyle stuff. And then I have a podcast, of course, it's called Self-Made CEO. And it's all about empowering young people and aspiring entrepreneurs to just realize that they can really live the life that they want, have the career and success that they want, and just create that life for themselves. It's a lot of mindset coaching, a lot of business tactics, love productivity, love all that stuff. So love that. that's kind of me. 
I mean, there's more to me, obviously. I like <laughs> long walks down aisles of Target and yeah. other things. Base camp. Base camp. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Don't even get me started. I'm the obsessed. way that you are with base camp is how I am with hot Pilates. Really? Yeah. I'm there. And like, there's been multiple times where I'm like, I could cry. I love this so much. Um, it's same. So I could weird. literally cry. I could cry. Like, I think I'm cheering up right now. Like, I think I need to work there. <laughs> It's like so embarrassing. I was telling you, <laughs> you were literally crying. Okay, I was talking about this earlier, and I'm like, I just don't know what it is. I'm like, there's just, it's abnormal how much I love it. No, like, same. It's weird. Oh God, Kenzie, you're the first person that I've met that actually understands this. Yes. People think I'm a psychopath. No, exactly. Like, I am so obsessed with it because just the people, the culture, like yes. what they're even like the instructors. After every class, I'm just like, thank you. Like, yes, thank you. Literally. You are changing people's lives. You're changing my life. If you guys don't know, Basecamp is like a fitness studio in Santa Monica, and it is amazing. The I'm secret sure. to being motivated fitness-wise is finding a place it's like true. that. Genuinely, Absolutely that's true. it. That's it. It's it. I like, get so excited to work out, and oh, I yeah. asked me four months ago if that was me. Nope. <laughs> no, my favorite time of my day, every single day, is Pilates and the one I read. But, like, mm-hmm. it's Pilates every single day. Yeah. It's, I'm not going to be able to go for the next two days, which is very rare. Like, I normally only miss, like, one day a week because yeah. I can't go Sundays. But I can't go Saturday because I have stuff booked. And, like, I left the studio this morning. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have 48 hours away. Like, I'm seriously upset about it. It's weird. No, literally, when I went to Croatia, I was just in Croatia for two weeks. I kid you not, in the middle of the trip, I'd be like, I miss base camp. And, like, Morgan would be like, are you okay? Morgan's like, okay, we're done. Yeah. No, I'm literally obsessed. I talk about it to everyone. I don't know how I'm not getting paid. I've sold so many memberships because I'm so passionate about it. Anyway, we joke that I'm like an unpaid ambassador because literally I bring people in every second. I'm like, no, you need to try yeah. this. You oh, need I to have friends who come take with me every single week. Yeah. Every single I week. I love that though. And then Ugh. it's this community aspect and it motivates exactly. you. Even when you like hate your life, not wanting to do it. Well, I, like I always want to do it, but I know like physically I'm going to die. And then yeah. I always am so happy after. The cool thing about Pilates too, this like specific studio is that there's so many like very like young entrepreneurial mm. girls they're just all doing something cool. Like, yeah. And I've met so many people through it. Like, I actually have, like, friends that I've met that's through Pilates. Awesome. But, like, we have mutual friends or whatever. Yeah. Or I, like, run into people that I know. It's cool. Yeah. It's no, that's small, exactly but... how Basecamp is. I've met this whole group of people just from there. It's amazing. Oh, my God. I could talk. We could do a whole workout podcast. This is crazy. But Your parents are both therapists, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought about that when they you were talking about it. Love Isn't that, that weird? Honestly, it took me until around this age, a little bit younger, to really appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like growing up, I was kind of like, whatever. Or, like, they would tell me things. I'd be like, shut up mom and then now it like clicks oh my gosh you were right about everything yeah so it's honestly awesome do you feel like that makes a really big difference with your podcast and just like coaching and stuff I think so I think so because like I said I think about a year ago basically what happened with the podcast was that I kind of had this aha moment I was feeling very unfulfilled at the time I just I liked what I was doing I love YouTube I like creating content but I just felt like I wasn't fully progressing I felt like there was more I needed to do something else and I also want to like impact people and help people and I all of a sudden watched the movie The Secret out of nowhere. It just like was on my recommended something and clicked on it. And it's like this old school, weird documentary style. Like it's the thing you'd watch in like sixth grade oh, history no. I class. remember when I was like in kindergarten, my grandpa like reading that book. And like, yes. I remember the book was always in my house. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like it's legendary. It's old. But I watched it and it was like I had this moment where everything just all of a sudden clicked where I realized, oh my God, everything my parents have ever said to me makes sense now. Yeah. And so I think like, without them having planted that seed, I maybe wouldn't be so passionate about kind of all this like mindset stuff and coaching and like businessy things. So yeah, I think they definitely impacted that. But it's funny, my mom's like, God, like, of course, now you're like having this moment and trying to teach people like, I've been telling you that forever. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, but it took me a while. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay, we're going to really quickly do hot seat. Yeah. Three questions. I love hot seat. I'm like sweating. because I'm like, ooh, what are they? It's so fun. Okay, 
Number one, this is my favorite question. I was like, this is pretty much in every single one now. What is the best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months? That's such a good question. I know there's something that I could probably think of that's better because I feel like all the time I'm like, yes, I preach about this product. But I will say, honestly, these LED light strips. <laughs> this oh my is gosh. so random. Wait, I just, I literally just bought I'm, them obsessed did you for like where'd you buy them okay i bought mine from urban but i know that they're yeah so i got them well here's the okay this is a love-hate relationship i am obsessed with the mood and the vibes that like having led strips on your ceiling give a room i think it is so beautiful and just fun and feels good and you can make them like any different color yeah but i am having an issue because i don't know if it's my wall or the ones i got but i got like the nicer ones and they will not stick to the wall i've tried everything anyway that's a side note but i actually think like LED strips in general, best purchase. Just really ramp up the look of a room and in the background of videos. They're amazing. Yeah. I'll have them in the show notes, guys. I recently did, I copied Morgan and I did a 24-hour room challenge yeah. because I needed, my room was awful and I needed it to be, and now I like love my room. It's my favorite place mm, ever. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. But we got LED strips and it's yep. like behind my bed and I call them my, fri- love- my frat boy lights. No, yes. They're yeah. like bachelor pad, like yeah. super, just, I love them. And I have a poster of Ice Cube above my bed. That's so amazing. it really is. Like, it just fits the vibe. It just fits the vibe. I love that. Okay, number two, what is your favorite car song? Like if you're driving Ooh. windows, windows down, down on sunset you know Ooh. okay this changes because i feel like sometimes my vibe is like losing it by fisher like hardcore mm-hmm. like getting amped because i like to get pumped up but then sometimes it's like i feel like your car is the right place to also blast like a super sappy pop song yes and like be singing along and just like looking out the window thinking about your life so i don't know i i don't know what sappy pop song that would be honestly anything that's like 90s pop like yes any like kelly clarkson exactly obsessed, like, yeah. <laughs> i feel like those are the best to blast and throwback anything yeah. full bus if the cars that drive by and you know you can hear their music to the point mm-hmm. where their car is like shaking yeah. that's me yeah. when i drive like yeah. every single time everyone's like kinsey you're gonna blow out your speakers and yeah. it's been knock on wood whatever i've been driving for however long i'm 22 yep. now and it's never happened that's good now that yeah, I, knock it's not wood. gonna happen either it isn't gonna happen <laughs> no it's not gonna happen do yeah you, do you ever get in a car with someone and they like to listen to their music really softly yes and and like, it's the I worst thing it. ever I hate or that. when they don't put like any air on at yeah. all like not that it needs a blast but like it's stuffy yeah. in there and yep. it just doesn't feel good like and you this need is not air even if it's room temperature exactly you I need agree. something i'm like it's just too awful okay last one what is the weirdest thing about you Oh my God. Literally my whole existence is weird. (laughs) My, oh my God. Oh gosh. You should ask my roommate this because she would have a way better answer. (laughs) The reason I asked this is because I knew that Morgan, I didn't even ask Morgan for this one, but I just know Morgan. Morgan's going to be like, great question, Kenzie. Oh no, literally because I'm actually the weirdest human being. And I think in a lot of my content, people like can't really tell how weird I am. I think the weirdest thing about me is that very regularly I'll either like speak with an accent or I'll like change the emphasis on different syllables and words. Like I'll literally just say things completely different or I'll like make up a word for something like urban outfitters. I only call Urbania, (laughs) but like Morgan and my roommates and friends like know my language now. And I'll be like, are you going to Urbania? And they're like, yeah. And then they'll say it to like someone else. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's it's really stupid and weird, but I I do a bunch of weird things. Like I can't even everything just a lot yeah but changing like the words of things and making it a normal thing is for sure the weirdest yeah i feel like that's when you start saying a word ironically and then it becomes part of your vocabulary oh, yeah. and you're like how do we get here yeah how you know? we get here? Where did like, we're here from? though yeah okay so 
Adrian yeah. yesterday. I texted Adrian or maybe a few days ago, and I texted Morgan. Backstory, if you guys don't know who we're referring to, Morgan is also an influencer, one of my bestest friends, and Adrian's bestest friend, and they live together. So that's yeah, a little roomy backstory. Life. <laughs> roomy life. But I have known Adrian for how long have we known each other? I don't honestly don't know. I feel like unofficially, like probably longer than we think, but yeah. like I feel like I don't I don't know. Like I want to say a VidCon or something random. Yeah. Or I like, want to say like at least two at, years. Yeah, at least two years for sure. Because I remember your 21st birthday. Yeah. So it was know. before that. And we did Coachella before that too. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so like I don't know, whatever. Yeah, well, two, honestly, probably three years yeah. now that I think about it. That's crazy, actually. Like time Wild. flies. I know, right? Isn't that so weird? Yeah. I think about that all the time when I'm like talking about like Danielle or Brooke or Molly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we've literally known each other for six years Isn't now. That like that's so weird. Especially I feel like with internet friends and people that you've like met through YouTube or, you know, at events, it's like that's what's the weirdest. Like, oh, not only are you my legitimate, like really good yeah. friend now and roommate and whatever, but like, oh, we've known each other for however long. It's insane it and is they crazy. like know they understand you better mm-hmm. or like more in that sense yeah. because it's such an odd job to do it is so weird it's so it's weird yeah. it's like very weird when i was in college like i didn't start my youtube channel till my senior year in college so i had Dang. this whole high school college experience with like no social media and youtube in my life That's well cool. like for my job and like once i started doing it i started making all these friends from youtube and like my college friends were so confused and it was like i had these two worlds yes. because they did not know who anyone was That's they didn't how understand I feel right now oh, yeah. yeah i bet they didn't know who like the people were or like what i was talking about and i would like go hang with them and be like oh yeah like david dobrik and they're like who yeah. like i no not that i hang out with david dobrik but like if i was yeah. referring to some like big youtuber they'd be like i don't know who that is and yeah. it's just insane that it's like these two completely different worlds and it's weird too because i'm like if i said this name to anyone besides you guys they would know who it is Mm -hmm. it's like weirder that you don't know who this is because literally everyone knows who that is like it's not even in like a youtube world it's just like in general yeah. like you guys just don't like it's just totally odd. yeah I feel but that. yeah i was talking to adrian and i was just like there's so many different things that we could talk about mm-hmm. because one we're very similar and also i cover like pretty much everything that you either like would want to talk about or like you have mm-hmm. strengths in or whatever so, so there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot we can cover yeah. but i wanted to talk a little bit about you mentioned this briefly earlier kind of like you're not necessarily exactly like the revamp but like feeling mm-hmm. lost and like yeah. uninspired and whatever yeah take us through that yeah, journey I'll take you through that journey i'll take you on the voyage of my lostness so okay first of all being an entrepreneur and you know starting your own business or company or anything is just literally the weirdest concept when you really think about it it is you and you alone at the start yeah. when you're in your own head with your own thoughts like you have good ideas but when you're you know not necessarily bouncing ideas off other people it's just this weird dynamic where you never really know if what you're doing is like the quote right thing or like you're going in the right direction it's all trial and error and i've yes. known that since the start so like i've always you know had a good idea and been like great i'm going to do this and kind of just gone with the flow and when things are working i keep doing them when they're not i don't but i think one of my biggest problems over the years like this is not a new problem is that is consistency and follow through I may have a really good idea or something that I think is a good idea. And if it doesn't perform well, whether it's on YouTube or a podcast or I try to sell something or whatever it is, if I don't like the result, I, instead of just continuing it and like following through, sometimes I just drop the ball and like stop. Cause I'm like, eh, I'll just go in a different direction. That is honestly one of my biggest flaws is just the follow through of like committing to, if I say, I'm going to do this series every Tuesday, I'll do it for a month. If I don't like the way it's like performing, I'll literally just stop doing it. And I think that's terrible. (laughs) I do not advise anyone to do that. And I'm always so proud of the people who really stick to those types of like formats. I think that's incredible. But anyway, so 
for a while, I was just feeling kind of lost, mostly with my channel. And a big reason why I started the podcast actually was to like fulfill me more because I feel like all I want to do is impact people positively. I'm super into business and on my channel, I wasn't really doing anything about business or entrepreneurship or mindset coaching or, you know, anything like that because my channel had kind of grown into what YouTube sort of defined as this like tech hacks and lifestyle and like social media hacks and those types of videos, iPhone yeah. videos, which I enjoy making, but I feel like with YouTube now, and you can probably understand this and other people as well, like it wants you to be a little bit more defined now. It wants you to kind of stick to a category. And so it was hard for me to pivot that. So then I started this podcast because I was super into business, super into coaching and all of that. So that helped with feeling more fulfilled. But for years, I would say like probably for the last two years, I have felt lost with my channel. The reason being that it was hard to define like, who am I on my channel? Like, what is this? I do like all sorts of different types of videos and I want to be able to like meet someone and be like, Hey, I make YouTube videos about blank. Yes. Even if it's not one thing I want to be like, yeah, you know, business and entrepreneurship or like motivational hacks or whatever it is. Like, and right now I'm like, honestly, I don't, I don't know. Like when I tell people I make iPhone videos, they're like, really? Oh, that's random. And I'm like, yeah, it's really not like who I am. Yeah. So I've always felt this way. And I've, There's also this really big, I think, pressure between doing what you love and what you're passionate about making and doing what you think the algorithm wants or what you think the viewers want or what you think is going to like go viral and get a lot of views. And I think that's something we constantly have to face is like, which direction do we go? So I was feeling a little lost. And actually yesterday, no, two mornings ago, I'll tell you this story because it's honestly like crazy. I feel like I've manifested this into my life. So two mornings ago, even though I've been feeling this and thinking this for a long time, all of a sudden that morning, I was like, man, I want to like, I just, I need to tell Morgan about this. And I feel like we're like talking about Morgan so much, but literally she's my roommate and we both work at home. So we're always <laughs> like talking, but I was like, Morgan, I need your advice. Like I'm feeling lost with my channel. There's no direction. Like, what should I do? What do I want to make? But I feel like I don't have enough time to do all the things I want to do. And we were just talking about that, chatting about it. And, you know, we kind of came to somewhat of a conclusion, but still not really. And then later that night, I was going to be recording a podcast with Taylor, who obviously I'm sure everyone knows who Taylor is. TK, the other most talked about person (laughs) on my podcast. Yes. So she was going to come over that night and we were also recording a podcast and she randomly texted me like, I'm not kidding, hours after I was just telling Morgan, like, I feel so lost. And she texted me a picture of Alicia in her office, like watching my video. She's like, we're watching your videos. And I was like, oh, cool. And then basically Taylor started like rattling off. She's like, Alicia's like giving me like notes on like things on your channel. Like, do you want to hear them? I was like, uh, yeah, I obviously she's someone like I've respected in this world. Just not even, I don't care about people's follower counts or people, you know, but no, Alicia, she is Alicia knows what she's doing regardless of the numbers. Like Alicia just know, like she gets it. She gets it. She's one of the hardest workers. I love her discipline, her dedication, her work ethic. Like she is a boss and I respect person. She is. Yeah. And I like respect the crap out of her. Honestly, like in so many ways. And so when Taylor was like, yeah, she's like giving me notes. I'm like writing them all down. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And literally she's rattling off these things. She's like, okay, I think you should like turn your vlog channel into the podcast channel and like make a new vlog channel, start like fresh because the algorithm gets all weird and whatever. She's like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like make a new channel and change your profile picture to this. And basically she was just rattling off all of these ideas and thoughts And I literally sat there and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I just attracted this into my life. Like, what are the odds that I was just feeling so lost? And then one of the people that I look up to the most in the YouTube world, who, by the way, I'm not like personal, like close friends with. So it was super cool that she was like giving me all this feedback. And I just felt so re-inspired all of a sudden. So I'm in the middle of that revamp. I want to take her advice and actually apply it and see what happens. 
But I think my biggest obstacle is always when you start something new and it may not necessarily work right away and not letting that deter me, like not letting the low views or losing subscribers or anything like that, not let that stop me from just pushing forward. Yeah. That's my hardest. I think too, from like personal experience, like just having a YouTube channel and not doing things outside, it's really easy to burn yourself out or to just become really uninspired. Totally. Like having a podcast has only helped my YouTube channel Mm -hmm. not even in the sense of like, a cross promo thing, but just like, okay, this isn't my only thing yeah. that I'm doing. Not that it isn't so time consuming. Cause like it's extremely time consuming. It has right. nothing to do with that. It's just more so like at the like spot run right now, it really is besides like management and teams like that mm-hmm. or whatever, as far as like working, I've just now I'm working with an editor. It's mm-hmm. like, it really is all you mm-hmm. and people don't understand. Like it's a very lonely thing. Like yeah. it's weird. It's very lonely. It's hard. Cause you don't know if you're doing the right thing or mm-hmm. not. The one thing though, that I feel like has kind of changed is I feel like it's way more focused on engagement than it is on your number count, right? So, like, obviously, a higher number count is higher engagement. It's not actually not necessarily higher engagement because you can have, like, a million subscribers and get 10,000 views or you can have 100,000 and get 10,000, whatever. It's all about engagement. Mm -hmm. So, from what I've learned, because I feel like we all went through the whole phase of, like, oh, my gosh, I literally can't yawn. I feel like I know I went through the phase of, making videos essentially for the algorithm yeah. like this is like three years ago mm-hmm. when like all the like super highly saturated mm-hmm. lifestyle yeah. videos were or whatever and we were all doing that and i was like i'm so miserable i hate this mm-hmm. and also i was like thinking about it we all of us like this is forever ago it was like me danielle molly a few of our friends i think even tori sterling was a part of this and we were like okay, we don't like what we're making. Like, what are we doing? And I remember Molly and I sitting down and like writing out our like long-term goals. And I'm like, okay, what my channel looks like right now literally does not match up to my long-term goals at all. So even let's say this channel gets to 2 million. I'm at 2 million subscribers for something I don't even want to do. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't make sense. Like I would rather be at 200,000 subscribers for something I do want to do with high engagement because you can still do that stuff. Like it's not all about like a sub count anymore. Yeah, not at all. It's just about like, again, it's like literally building a brand. So it's like you're building that into like what you actually want it to be. Mm -hmm. With that being said, the thing that's good and bad for like my channel is it really is like, I mean, it's very vlog heavy Mm -hmm. as is and it's very like lifestyle. So it's like, it's completely me. Like every single video I put up, it's like, I'm blogging, so like, I'm actually doing it right. or it's something that I, like, really care about or that I like. But that being said, it's, like, kind of hard because, like, I change and I grow and evolve. Right. What if you want to try something yeah. different one day and people are like, what? And it's, like, whatever. I feel like I pretty much am. Like, I've kind of... This is, like, pretty consistent with who I am. But also, I feel like back when we were making videos that were, like, for the algorithm mm-hmm. versus for, like, okay, we actually want to do this... Molly and I were talking about this, but it was like, I feel she was in this sounds so stupid, but like, keep in mind at this point, like I wasn't in a physical school, like our whole lives were YouTube and she was at FITM. So like, it was tough. And she's like, I literally don't even know who I am outside of this anymore because I just make these videos that are like doing well. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's it. And it's like, it was weird. Like it was this very weird thing. And now I feel like I'm a whole person who makes YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I am. Cause like, I'm doing things that I like, but before I would make videos that I knew would do well. I'm like, Oh yeah. But like, that was not me. That's exactly. That's almost kind of what we talked about when we were literally walking into this room was like, I do YouTube as a job, but it's like when I meet people, it's kind of the opposite for me where I'm like, I almost don't even think about it as part of my life because what I do on there is like not 
me. Yeah. It's not like fake or not authentic or anything. Like I'm still being my complete self. Yes. But people don't truly realize who I am. People don't realize how weird I am. Like you how... are also so funny. Like more and I'm talking about <laughs> okay, so many dude. times you need to just do videos with like your personality. Yeah, like see, that's, that's what it's going to be. And that the thing is, I don't even think I just am that way. Like I'm just weird. And I just say I have no filter and all these things. But then it's also funny because I'm also very like businessy and serious yeah. and I can get really serious. But Morgan's always like, yo, the internet is missing out on how (laughs) weird and funny you are. And I'm like, you're right. So that's kind of also what I'm going to do now. I think it's always been that like, it's kind of a scarcity mindset that I've had, which is like when something's your job and you rely on engagement and income and all of that, it filters your creativity. It filters the decisions you make, which is completely natural. But especially for someone like me who is trying to do mindset coaching and I, you know, I'm preaching all these things. I really need to take my own advice, which is that you cannot be not taking risks. Like I can't be scared to make a video that I think is a really good idea because, oh, but what if it doesn't do well? And then what if I don't get paid by this brand? And then blah, like that is not the mentality I should have because I always preach this, like impact generates income, which sounds cliche and kind of corny, but it's so true. Like if I make a video that I like, other people will like it because they'll see my energy and my happiness and they'll be like, oh, that was funny. And then more and more people will think it's funny and then it'll grow. And then the income comes. Yes. And people are more like attached to you Mm -hmm. at that point, which again, like goes back to engagement. And it's just more of like, which like outside of like money and numbers and whatever, like completely aside, it's like, when you do this, like you're creating a community, like Mm -hmm. you want that connection with your viewers or listeners regardless. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you really are like yourself and like your heart, like while that is like a kind of scary place to be in, it's like more vulnerable, whatever it does create that like actual connection. And those people are with you for the long run. They're not just there for the video. Yeah. They like feel like they're friends with you and they will like, we always say like, there's kind of this baseline of engagement where it's like, you have your dedicated people who it doesn't matter if you upload a video of you sitting on a dumpster for 10 minutes saying nothing, like they'll watch it. And then, you know, and then there's like the videos that kind of like reach a ton of people, but they're not like your loyal people. And so I think it all comes down to just being authentic and doing what you want and letting people get to know you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like since I don't vlog very often and since my videos are a a little bit more like produced and educational or like informative, people aren't getting to know me. And even to switch gears to the business sense for a second, like... I think that this applies to all other things as well. Like even businesses, nine out of 10 new businesses fail in the first 18 months. The reason being that they don't do market research. You might think like, oh, I have such a good idea. But if you're not like getting feedback from consumers or the audience or whatever, like if you're doing something for the money and you're like, oh, well, this is going to blow up. Or even people who ask, like, I want to be a YouTuber. It's like, why though? Do you Mm -hmm. just, because you want to be famous and make money or because you love making videos, you want to impact people, you want to help people or like make people laugh or whatever it is. I'm always telling people like, if you're going to start a business, if you're going to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or literally any business, any entrepreneur, you have to want to help people because that's going to lead you to finding the thing that people need, whether it's a product, a service, coaching, when you actually hone in on what do they need, it doesn't matter what you think is cool. It doesn't matter what you think they need. You need to ask them, what do they need? Because then they will actually buy it and then it'll grow because your product is actually making a difference. It's kind of like when there are like scammy products or scammy salespeople and it's like, you might sell this many units, but long-term, like no one cares. Yeah, no. That was a tangent. People are not gonna, no, I love that. And it's like, I don't know, I was talking about this with friends recently, but the whole negative connotation to influencer mm-hmm. now that there is and like how everyone's just in it for money or in it for whatever. And I'm like, when I started all of this, one, I was 15, 16 years mm-hmm. old. I genuinely, I can honest to God say I had the purest intentions. Yeah, of course. I 
actually thought like I knew people were making money but I really really thought I was gonna make five dollars if that like if like it was had nothing to do with the money like at all yep and I started my channel because when I was young, it's a classic. I mean, it wasn't a bully case, so I'm like, it's not that classic. Yeah. But it's a classic. Like, I was going through a really hard time at home. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of my best friends, Maddie Trapp, who's coming on the podcast soon because she's coming to visit me. She actually, like, is my best friend. But she was, like, showing me these YouTube videos. And for three months, she tried to get me to watch these videos. And I, at the time, hated YouTube because mm-hmm. all my older cousins when I was younger would watch YouTube videos and ignore me. So, like, oh, it was taking so attention funny. from me. They would watch, like, Kingsley and stuff. And I was like, and Shane Dawson. Yep. And I was like, oh, my gosh, turn it off pay attention to That's me so basically funny. So then you kind of have this like bad taste in your yes mouth about i like YouTube. didn't like youtube <laughs> yeah. because of that and then i watched the videos with her and then for the next like two years or whatever it's like that was like my escape like mm-hmm. i would watch all these videos like the first video i watched was like dulce candy 87 like rainbow makeup tutorial <laughs> Love that. and then i found like i started watching like megan rings mm-hmm. back when she was megan rosette mm-hmm. like all yep. that stuff those were the and, days yeah and so it's like when i started my channel it really was because like i wanted to do what the like for people what those people had done for me like mm-hmm. it really was such a genuine thing and so now it's really hard for me to like especially being in a program where like I'm around people who don't get YouTube and don't understand it not in the way that they're not supportive like they're the best people ever and some of my best friends and like best decision of my life but like they don't get it and then it's like I know that people look at things a certain way Mm -hmm. and I've never been one to care about what people think yeah but in the past year I feel like I've developed this like unhealthy I don't know. I just care more. People think now. And I didn't like, I've never cared in my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I'm like 22. And this is like really the first time that it's like bothering me. Well, when you're doing something, I think, I think that's natural because when you're doing something that you're working so hard at, that you've built for years and years and years that you put your blood, sweat and tears into. And then at the end of the day, there's just very often a negative stigma. Like that hurts. It's like not fun. And it's not that you're sitting there like letting that, the most important thing, you're not letting that affect what you're doing, who you think you are like how you view yourself yeah and that's the important thing I think is that you're not taking that like you you're caring but you recognize that like okay they don't get it yeah they don't get it and it's like also I so see like what all this looks like from like a different perspective if you don't know like it's just whatever and I'm like but at the end of the day like I keep reminding myself and it's like I have like like a mentor in my life and then I have like three people in my life that I'll text and I'm like I'm feeling this way and they're like that's not the case. You know that that's not true. Like, yeah. like this is how naive I was when I started this. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time a friend ever even said something along the lines of, like, it could come off as, like, narcissistic or, like, whatever, uh-huh. was a really good friend of mine, like, still to this day, was, like, and it was, like, honestly something stupid and she shouldn't have said it, but whatever. And she was just, like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it definitely looks like it's, like, a very self-absorbed thing to do, but, like, obviously, and I was, like, literally... Adrian, I had done it for two years and like it hadn't even crossed my mind yeah. because it wasn't about that to me. Right, like course. that's never been what it's about. It was yeah. so innocent, but mm-hmm. now it's like things are wrapped up and I'm like, I'm like in the process of like getting over this whole thing, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it is like bothering. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. It's really tough having, I mean, anyone saying anything negative about what you do about you, it's hard to not think about, like you can't just instantly be like, Nope, they're wrong, blah, blah, blah. Even if you know they're wrong, it definitely affects yeah. you. It, it affects me too when people, like, I almost cry. Actually, I did cry in Croatia. This wasn't about YouTube, but this was about base camp and working out. This guy was, like, at first joking about how I, like, talk about it so much. And he was, like, yeah, like, laughing at me because I was talking about it again because I always talk about working out. It is kind of embarrassing. But then later when we were out, like, he said, like, by the way, I don't want you to think, like, I was, you know, I wasn't trying to 
be mean. I just was laughing because you do talk about it a lot. And I explained to him why. I was like, you don't understand this changed my life. Like I would not work out. I was unhealthy. I was unhappy with myself. And like finding something that completely changed that for me makes me literally like so passionate about it. I can't help it. I talk about it all the time. And he said something like he was like, or I said like, I want other people to be able to understand and be able to experience this too. That's why I talk about it. That's why I bring people into the gym. Like I want them to experience it. And he's like, it's just turning people off more because you're just talking about it all the time. And I was like, I literally cried. I was like, no, like screw you. You don't understand. He's like, it's a turnoff. I'm like, no, you're a turnoff. (laughs) But like, no, it does. Of course it impacts you. Like that's completely... It's just weird. I'm like, and I thought you would think too that after like I've been on the internet since I was 16, I think I had this like false idea in my head that like I have such thick skin that like Mm -hmm. nothing's ever going to bother me because I've made it this far, this far. But like also I've never really gotten hate comments. Right. Like I've always had a pretty nice audience. It's pretty rare that I've gotten hate comments. No one was ever really mean to me in Mm -hmm. high school. Like one time there was like a thing, but that was really it. So I'm like, now that I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, actually, I think I just haven't had people say anything about right. it before. I'm like, I don't know if necessarily it is that I have a thick skin. Like, I think it more so is that, like, I haven't had to. Yeah, you know? totally. I think it gets complicated, too, as you grow and as you meet more people and as you gain success. I think that people definitely will treat you differently and view you differently and say different things to you. And they're with more of an audience, I guess. Or, you know, even in yeah. life, like with more friends comes more hate. I feel like celebrities, I don't even know how they do it. And I think a lot of people, like, we're always on the outside, like, oh, whatever, they're used to it. Like, oh, paparazzi, oh, this. They must be so affected by that stuff. Having entire articles and books and news things about them sucking or about them doing something awful, like, that must really get to them. So then I just try to really think about, like, being grateful for the fact that, similar to you, like, I really don't get hate. Yeah. And, And also, I'm like, okay, I'm not, like, you're not relevant until you get hate, but no, not really. But I try to be just grateful that like, that's my situation because I know that it could be so much worse. And all you can do is like, you're human. Of course, you're going to be impacted by someone's Mm -hmm. negative comment. And some, I do care what people think. I care like people's perception of me totally. But yeah, I was talking to a friend about this and he was just like, at the same time though, like at least this is what's happening now when you're in like a very safe space to deal with it because mm-hmm. he's like, you don't know what it's going to be like a few years from now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so at least like, he's like, if you can't handle it now, like what makes you think you can handle it then? Yeah. So he's like, this is like a learning experience and yep. this is something I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like I do need this. Also, I think it has like solidified for me that like, I know my intentions. Mm-hmm. I know who totally. I am. I know what I'm doing. Totally. Like, I don't need you who like I don't even really know well. We yeah. just like, like to tell me what I'm yeah. doing, you know? Absolutely. That's how I felt when like my extended family kind of at first was like, what are you doing? And like, I knew what I was doing, but I also, I would cringe because I understand how it would come off to them. Yes. Like all these pictures of me online and then like, it looks like all I care about is myself and blah, blah, blah. I'm this glamorous LA. I care about, eh. yeah. but then that exactly what you just said. I hit a point where I was like, no, no, no. But I know who I am and I know what my values are. Actually, we don't have to talk about this, but I got a nose job. And like, I am the last person on planet earth who would value like plastic surgery, changing yourself, anything like that. And when I got this done and made a video, I was so torn about talking about it because I was like, I want people to know that genuinely my values do not lie there. However, that's very hypocritical to then be like, but I did this. And it took me a long time to figure out how I wanted to approach that. Cause I was like, I want to be honest and I want to talk about it. But then at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I know what my values are. And I know that I will get hate comments, but I'll also get support. And all I can do is like tell my story in the best way I think possible and know that like, no, that is my value, but I still did this. 
So that's just a yeah. side note on that. But no, exactly. I don't know. It's a weird space to be in. And I think too, like I find with myself, like I've basically grown up online. Mm-hmm. With that being said, like I say, I've gotten hate comments. Obviously, I've gotten hate comments, but it's like in the grand scheme, right. it's been like maybe five like, percent. You're not having like a scandal every two minutes. Yeah, and exactly. People, like, talking about exactly. It yeah. But it's like obviously, like people always do have like a not that they have a say. They think they have a say in my right. life, kind of thing. Right. And so it's like growing up again, like thinking that I'm gonna have thicker skin. But I think I've changed so much over the past like however long six years it's been. Like you grow and evolve, and as you grow and evolve, like obviously you're getting better. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be like random some new like insecurities that you're like wait what yeah, like I've always... never been insecure about this right. in my life like right. it's so weird yeah and and well for the record I think you're absolutely killing it oh, thank you and thank you. Like, you're not thank letting you. that affect you yeah. at least on the outside like from yeah. my perspective at least then. people can't like see I'm like yeah I'll have like a random day if you guys are going through anything like this genuinely I really think so I think so much of your entire life is who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. but it's like even the other day, like, my boyfriend texted me something, and he's also just, like, even, like, as a human being, he's just, like, very wise, and he, like, sent all this, like, literally, like, four long messages, and, like, literally people read them and, like, cry, so that's the nicest thing ever, but, like, actually, I'm, like, that's exactly what I need to hear. It's, like, I literally, mm-hmm. like, save that stuff, so, like, if I need it, like, I don't yeah. have to say anything to someone, I'm, like, yeah, you're right. I've done that before you know? as well. That's yeah. so awesome. It's, yeah. like, really helpful. I'm, like, mm-hmm. okay, perfect. Or, like, I texted, like, my mentor, and she was just, like, she literally replied, this is stupid. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> perfect. That's all I needed. Yeah, I was, like, that's what I needed to hear. Yeah. Like, but it's just, like, sometimes you need that. Okay, let's totally. talk about, like, getting re-inspired. Yeah. When you're going through, like, yeah. whatever. Feeling lost. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I want to say something that people may disagree with, but I think it's interesting. This kind of goes hand in hand with the re-inspiration because motivation is something people talk about a lot. How do you stay motivated? How do I motivate myself to do X, Y, Z? How do I motivate myself to change or to create this? I want to mention right now that motivation in a weird way is like not real. Like motivation is not what we think it is because when you want to make a change in your life, let's say you're like, okay, I want to work harder on my video or I want to wake up earlier in the morning. If that's a change that you so badly want to make, because every time you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, I wasted some of the day and I could have done this. I didn't work out. And then your whole day, you're stressed. So you're like, I want to be able to wake up earlier. But then in the morning when your alarm goes off, you just want to sleep, right? Let's take that as an example. So people will be like, well, how do I get the motivation? Because this was me for the record (laughs) a while ago. How do you get the motivation to like wake up earlier or to make a change in your life? And I want to say like, it doesn't have to do with motivation because you're not going to feel motivated to do it. You want to do it, but you're not, it's going to be the last thing on earth that you want to do. Like you do, but you don't. And it's this internal struggle. And that's why like humans go through negative feedback loops. I think we'll like start a really good habit and then we'll drop it. That's why I'll like start a series on my channel, be super pumped and then drop it or like have a moment of feeling really inspired and then feel not inspired again. It's this negative feedback loop that we go through. And I've spent a lot of time studying and reading and trying to learn why do our brains do that? Why do we do that? And so right now, this is actually perfect timing because I'm like not figuring it all out. But with the whole getting re-inspired thing, I'm figuring out little things I can do to make sure that I stay inspired or not stay inspired, but make sure that I get out of that funk. And so I think the most important thing is to talk to other people, get feedback. And like, I overlook this. It sounds so simple, but literally let's say for us, for example, YouTube, I should be sending my thumbnail to friends being like, what do you think of this? I should be asking my friends, do you think this is a good video idea? Not because like it matters what everyone else thinks, but sometimes we're in our own heads and this applies to anyone, not just YouTubers, not just creative people, anyone in any role. We're in our own heads. 
But when you just talk to someone, not only can you get feedback, and I think feedback's key, but also you never know when someone could just say one word, one thing that just sparks something in your brain to be yeah. like, wait a second, I just, that, hold on. Like, you're onto something. Even if they're not trying to, they could just say a random sentence. Like, I guarantee this whole episode that we're recording, like, when I am in my car on the way home, I bet I'll just, like, have a random idea that sparked from something we said yes. without even trying. So I think talking to people is so huge. I always talk about on this podcast the concept of like don't be married to your first idea. Mm-hmm. It's like so often it's your third idea that really totally. or like it could be your 70th idea that really gets you. Totally. To where also the whole motivation thing, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's what I always say. Like when people are like, how do you get motivated to work out? Like I'm like, oh, find something you like. But like at the beginning, you're not gonna wanna go. No. Like when not at I all. first started working out, like almost a year ago, like every day, mm-hmm. I didn't really want to do that first. Yep. And it's like as time grows, like, you fall in love with it. And even if you don't, like, I think so much of it, like, people are just operating off feeling way too much. That's what the issue is. And, like, discipline is a really important thing. And it's, like, a discipline thing. It's, like, I'm just going to do it. Even, like, I'm not going to do it off of, like, feeling. I'm going to do it because I'm, like, I just need to do it. I love that you just said that because I will tell everyone right now, I recommend this book called Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Oh, yes, yes, And I actually just did an episode on my podcast about this because it completely touches on what we're saying, which is that to have discipline, you have to just do it. You're not going to be motivated to do it. You're not going to want to do it in the moment. Like big picture, you want to make a change, right? Mm -hmm. But in that moment, when you actually have the opportunity to make the change, are you going to do it? No. Are you going to want to do it? No. So how you do it is you don't think you just do. So that's why like Mel Robbins, her five second rule is that every time you're in a situation like that, let's say you're someone who wants to be more outgoing and you don't like how shy you are. You see someone attractive at a bar. I don't know. And you're like, I should go talk to them. The second that thought comes into your head that I should go talk to them without thinking anything else, you just count backwards from five and on one, you just go. The reason being that the five seconds not only distracts you and like, cause you're like thinking about the numbers, it only takes five seconds for our brains to start giving us excuses and overthink things yes. and putting thoughts in our head. But you already thought the thought you thought I should go talk to that person, which is your brain's way of telling you, hey, this is going to be good for you because you want to make this change. So here's an opportunity. So it came to your head. You didn't overthink that. It just came to you. I should talk to this person five seconds, because if you don't, if you don't just do it, you're already going to be like, oh, but what if they don't like me? What if they think it's weird? I might say something stupid. Do I look weird? Do I smell? I don't know. Like, yeah, I think that. So for me, that's been huge. It's just like, just do it. Just do what you think you need to do to be re-inspired. And if that means you know, I had to have a hard phone call with someone the other day. And I was like, so freaked out about it. Cause I thought I was going to get negative feedback of like, how's this thing that I'm doing, like performing. And I was like, Adrian, just do it. Just freaking call. Stop avoiding it. Just call. It's stressing you out. So I called and it ended up being like the best phone call I've ever had. It was all like good news. And even the things that I needed to work on, I was like excited to work on them. Like yeah. when Alicia's telling me all this feedback for my channel, I'm like, yes, rail me. Like, tell me everything that sucks. It's really hard to face that feedback. But once you get it, you feel motivated. You're like, I'm going to go do this yeah, or eager to whatever, maybe not motivated, but like excited. Yeah. And I think also this is something I'm trying to get better about because I feel like I was good at this when I was younger, but now not so much, but it's like the concept of not getting offended. Like just in general, I'm so like that. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that because like I'm going to hear something I'm not doing right. And it's like, okay, but you're actually hurting yourself. And it's like, they're giving you this advice or telling you this because they care and they want the best for you you. to be better. Yeah. Like it's good. And it's like, if you want to be better, then you need to listen to that. You have to. And you know what? That's such a tough thing. And I completely understand. And honestly, 
I was on like a soccer team and a dance team in high school that literally all we would do every practice, like for the dance team, for example, is individually, we would have to go up, perform the routine and literally everyone would just critique you. And I'm going to say right now that that honestly built so much character in me that now I'm like, it's still uncomfortable hearing negative feedback, but when it's constructive, I want it. Yeah. Would you rather be doing something and have people like saying this behind your back? Or would you rather have someone tell you, Hey, I think you could do this better. And then you can actually fix it and grow and be better. And I think that goes with failure as well. I think failure is feedback. Like when people view things as this was a failure, I failed doing like this didn't work view it as feedback. Don't view it as, oh, I should never do this again. Like I failed and view it as, okay, that's just feedback. Let me alter something. Let me like change something. So that's been huge. I think. I think too, like with failure, my friends and I've been talking about this and it's like, you see that relationally so often, Mm -hmm. but instead of people changing, it's like, I look at relationships that I've had, like friend, like any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this didn't work out because of this or this didn't like the concept of being self-aware is so important, yeah. but people just don't want to do it. And I'm like, hundred percent like, and it's great. Okay. Like you think about this in the setting of like you and your boyfriend break up or you're dating this guy and he sucks. And all of your friends are like, he sucks. It mm-hmm. wasn't your fault. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, like he, I will give it to you. He sucks. Mm-hmm. But also like through this experience, I learned three things about myself right. that I don't necessarily like, or yep. I see where that was my fault or yeah. whatever. And it's like, I can switch them and I can grow from that. So it's like, I see myself now like relationally with how I was even six months ago and I'm so different. And it's like, because now I'm like, okay, I want to use this to grow rather than to get bitter. That's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for you in that regard because I think that's so important. We are wired to blame external things for everything. Yes. We do Victim not. mentality. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's and it's almost something, it's kind of a fixed mindset. So many things that we do as human beings are literally ingrained in us from when we're kids. A lot of it too is like literal primal instincts. Like for example, being scared to like public speak. Literally that's because at our core, we fear death. Literally when we were cave people or whatever, like yeah. our instinct is to survive. We want to survive. So when something feels uncomfortable, our body's reaction physically and mentally is literally, you might die if you do this. And I think that's so interesting. And I want to say to people that I highly encourage also doing at least one very uncomfortable thing a day, because what you'll realize is that you'll go through that fight or flight reaction. Your body will be like, no, 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 abort, like whatever, which at its core is really saying you could die doing this. Are you going to die public speaking? No, probably not. Let's hope not. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully not. And then after you do it, after you do that thing that you feared or, you know, hearing that feet, let's say you call someone, hey, can you please be honest? Like, what can I improve about this video or this, whatever it is? It's uncomfortable, but I guarantee after you're so happy because you're like, hey, I didn't die. That was awesome. (laughs) Great. But I've said this on my podcast that when I was in Croatia, like I hate cliff jumping. I hate jumping off any high heights. I think it's so scary. I like don't want to do it. And it'll take me like literally 30 minutes to muster up the like mental strength to do it. And this was the first time I had just been reading this book. I was like, Adrian, five seconds and just jump. And I did it. And like, it was terrifying. Let me tell you. But right after I have never been happier. I was like, Oh my God, not only did I not die, but I was like proud of myself. And I was like, Ooh, it was kind of exhilarating. And I like went to go do it again. And the same, I, even though I had just done it, I was still like nervous and I did it again. But anyway, back to the re-inspiring thing. I think all of this is relevant though, for getting motivated or re-inspired because sometimes you're just not going to want to, but if you just do it, if you face the things you don't want to face, you'll be so happy and you will be re-inspired. Yeah. So it's like, I like getting that feedback. Like even Taylor, when she told me, she's like, okay, I'm just going to disclaimer. Like Alicia said, like, 
I don't want to offend her. And Taylor told her like, oh my gosh, no, she like, she's totally the type of person that wants the feedback, even though that's 100% true. Even when she said that it's like, like, I get a little butterfly in my, you know, I'm like, oh God, I'm about to hear like all these things that suck about my channel. And for a split second, you're like, oh, I don't like this feeling. But then at the end, you're like, oh my God, nope, completely right. Like, yes. Like, thank you for telling me I needed a slap in the butt. That thumbnail does suck. Like, you know, feedback. I think feedback is so important. No, I agree. And just bouncing ideas off people. I think really just the biggest thing with getting re-inspired is to just not wait for a feeling. Because, like, you're probably not going to get that feeling. And for me, personally, I only get this feeling the more I do. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I do love what I do. So, like, when I leave the studio, I'm always inspired because I'm, like, sitting here. But it's, like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm tired and I don't want to go or, like, whatever. I mean, not really with the studio. I love being here. But, like, just in general, like... I think you have to stop waiting for a feeling and then you just yeah. have to do it. I actually love that. And I guarantee Kenzie that I'll leave here and be like thinking about that because I feel that way a ton where I don't want to do, or I'll be like, oh, I don't want to edit this video. Or like, I'll have a video idea and be like, oh, but like the effort and like, oh, I'm not that motivated right now. But if I just do it, just start, just start doing it. It's like almost along the way, then you find little tidbits of like inspiration and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to practice that more. And that's awesome. I have this video series idea that I've wanted to do for so long. And like, it, it like involves other people, mm-hmm. but like, I'm really lucky because I have a lot of like, I don't know. I just have a lot of relationships yeah. with people that have a like, big network. Yeah. I know a lot of people that like would be so down to do it that yeah. maj- like 99% of people do not have access to. Right. So like, I should just do it because it's like, I'm close with it. It's not Uh like a using people thing. It's just like, I have the relationships to do this series. And it's like, I've been putting it off for so long. And yesterday I finally sent my first email. Mm -hmm. And then like literally within 30 seconds, like she replied and was like, oh my gosh, yes, let's do it. I'm in town next month, whatever. And even now I'm like, okay, I need to text this like videographer, but I'm like, oh, I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just going to text. I mean, she's coming over tomorrow anyways for something else. But I'm like, I just need to do it because it's like, I've had this idea for so long and it's like really ridiculous that that I have it. What do you think made you not want to take action? for so long it's just a lot of effort the series is just a lot of effort and it's more of a time thing than it is an effort thing Mm -hmm. because i i'm in class three days a week Uh, my sundays are completely gone and then it's like any other day it's like i have friends in town or like whatever so it's just it's hard to schedule right that makes sense so that's really more and it's the effort because i'm like i need a videographer i have to hire someone i have to do this so it's like a money thing and it's just whatever and then what do you think made you hit that point of just being like no i really should do this because okay i talk about this like i really don't like talking if i'm not doing it Uh and like i kept mentioning the series like my boyfriend and he's Uh like just reach out and i was like oh yeah you're right i actually like i hate that i know what you mean totally when you're talking about something forever and then it's like you're not doing it i because i yeah i don't love that i don't like when other people do that either exactly i would much rather not say anything about something something and then just be like oh it's happening yeah totally and that's honestly that's something I had to learn primarily through YouTube actually because I would say things like I'm starting this series blah 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 and then it would I wouldn't end up sticking to it so instead I made a rule like literally just do it and don't like even say don't say anything just do it and then if it's like consistent for however long then you can be like by the way you've probably noticed like yeah I do this every whatever (laughs) but like when I say it ahead of time and then I don't I genuinely have this giant fear that people online like don't trust me because I swear I say like I'm doing something but then also it's like the business will change or like your idea won't end up being what you thought it was, which is okay as well. And I hope people are forgiving of that. But anyway, that's awesome that you're reaching out. That was the same thing for me with hiring an intern for social media for my podcast. Like for literally a year, I was like, I need help. I need help. I need help. And then finally I was like, why have I been talking about this for a year and not just reaching out? And it was the same thing. It was kind of just the effort of like, but then I have to like train them and manage them. And the reason I wanted them was to make my life easier. But then it was like, oh, but at the start, it's actually going to make it harder. Then once they get in the flow and I'm finally, I hired someone and 
right now is finally the point where now it's easier because now she knows what she's doing. I'm not, you know, having to tell her everything. We have a system down. And now I'm like, okay, that was worth the short-term struggle of, okay, I need to really dedicate and invest time into this person. But then it was worth it. So that'll probably be the case with your series. You'll like be so happy you did it. Yeah. Once I start it, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And now I'm like, I can send, I was thinking about that. I sent one email and then I was like, oh, I'll reach out to this person. Oh, I'll reach out to this person. Or like even podcast guests. Like I think too, it's like, especially living here, it's like kind of weird to reach out to certain people because I never want it to be like, it's like, we are genuinely friends, whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. I would love to have you on. Like networking is just weird. It is weird. And it's so it's like, I don't want them to feel a certain, you know what I mean? Like whatever. I think that even just you being aware of that though, makes you come off genuinely as who you are yeah. like even you saying that to someone I think people really would know like you're not the type of person and it's trying not to... like no one listens to this right you know so it's not like I'm like I'm not really gaining much depending on the guest it's like your listens are pretty like steady yeah but people don't know that you know what yeah. I mean it's yeah. like you know whatever but no, anyways we've been talking for like an yeah. hour oh my gosh now. yeah sorry but no this is like an amazing episode yeah. see Adrian, I told you yesterday I said you're a very valuable guest oh gosh, so I want to make sure we really kill it yeah no I wanted to make sure I could bring some value which no it's it amazing. went in like lots of different I, I came in being like I doubt we'll talk about YouTube that much because there's so much like business stuff yeah and then, obviously but what I realized like YouTube is a huge part of our everyday lives but I want people to know that like I always say this not to sound like a like motivational speaker, but I always say this because it's so true. The laws of success are universal. So even like everything that we talked about going through and that we talked about how we cope with things and whatever, those are applicable to like anything, anything in life. I just always want to emphasize that. I say that that all the time. I'm like, this is my thing, but it applies to so many. Like, this is just like my personal experience. But I don't really talk about YouTube on here like that much now that I think about it. But I talk about like business and stuff just in general. But yeah, this is amazing. I know. I'm so happy you did. We did this. Where can they find you? Ooh, youtube.com slash Adrian Finch and instagram.com slash Adrian Finch or at Adrian Finch. I'm on Instagram. (laughs) My podcast Instagram is also linked in my personal Instagram. What's your podcast again? It's called Self-Made CEO. I'm going to have it in the show notes, but just so Yeah, it's on like every platform that podcasts exist. And it's, it's a lot of mindset coaching and just inspiration and some productivity and business tactics. And so you can find that. And honestly, I just want to share all those things with the world. Like I just want literally to help everyone. I want everyone to be happy and successful and make money and like live the lives they want. That's my goal. I have a feeling I might end up weirdly being like a business coach because that's like what I love. I'll ask people, what do you want to do? Anyway, I'll show you. That's again like the don't be married to your first idea. Like it always leads to something else. I'm telling you. Totally. Oh my gosh. Well, I love this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm honored and I loved it. Loved it. All right. Well, thank you again. Yeah, thanks. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you guys have any more guest requests, let us know in the secret Facebook group and or the Instagram. If you guys are not a part of the Facebook group, you are big time missing out. It is always in the description. It is my most active thing on my on my phone. Like, you know, when you pull down on your menu and it goes to like your series suggestions or whatever, my stuff is like text my boyfriend, call my mom in the Facebook group. I'm not kidding. That's how much I'm on there. So um, yeah, you guys should join, uh, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know how you liked it. Be sure to check out Adrian's podcast as well. Love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday.